Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. One actionable tip I'd like to leave your enterprises is focus on who it is that you're serving, who it is that you're helping, who's your ideal client, and get really clear about them, understand them as well as you can, what drives them, what motivates them, what their needs are, what their frustrations, what their dreams and aspirations are, and that will give you a whole lot of opportunities to really connect with them and even to develop products or services that can help them. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Founder and chief innovator, Jurgen's vision for InnovaBiz is simple. InnovaBiz will turn your business into a client magnet by building and making the most of your marketing, making your marketing human again. Jurgen is passionate about helping businesses achieve exceptional results through innovation and modern human marketing. All right, let's dig in. All right, Jurgen. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah! Nice, nice. First of all, like we do every single time, thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge and wisdom with the enterprisers. We certainly do appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, Elsie. It's a privilege to be on your show and to have a conversation with the enterprisers. Now, the second question I always like to ask is for you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day it all started, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, one of the things that drives me is innovation. And I guess the day that all started, there's a photograph of me as a three-year-old with a little camera box because we were having family portraits done. And as a little three-year-old, I was very active and the camera box was the way to keep me kind of focused and keep me occupied while the photographer was setting up the studio. And ever since then, I've been interested in photography. I've been taking photos ever since I can remember. When I went to university, I studied chemistry and my first job was in photographic film. And I thought that was nirvana for me. But very soon after that, the photographic film industry was completely disrupted by digital photography. And so I experienced firsthand how a disruptive transformation like that and how the response, which was to kind of at first panic, but then to 
behave like an ostrich and bury their heads in the sand eventually led to the demise of companies like ACFA, who I was working for, like Kodak. And so for me, that was a lesson in how not to approach business and how to really be clear about what it is you provide for your target audience. So in our case, the companies believed they were providing film and photographic paper, but really what they were providing was a means for capturing memories. And as soon as there were better ways to do that, more convenient ways in this case, then suddenly our products and our services became redundant. So the idea of innovation was always, still is always forefront of my mind. I spent over 20 years in the corporate world at the intersection of kind of technology and manufacturing and marketing and also working with people. And so the idea of how do people behave in certain situations and how does that impact on all of those aspects was always of interest to me. And so 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I got fed up with the corporate world, decided I, it was time to start something of my own, and that's when I started my business in Overbiz and always focused on bringing that idea of innovation in marketing but the human aspect of it into the small business arena. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to take a step back and learn a little bit more about you. What's, um, what's your favorite thing to do? I've mentioned photography, so that would have to be there pretty high up. And the other thing that I default back to is cycling. So it's Tuesday morning. My time here, it's very early in the morning, but I've already been out for a morning bike ride in a little park nearby with some hills in it and uh, lots of kangaroos and koalas in the park as well. Got it. So how do you use your gifts, your talents, your superpower to help others? What we do at Anovabiz is essentially we help put the human back into marketing. But how we do that is teaching people to niche down, to connect with their ideal customers, to realize that it's not their product or service that they're selling as such. They have to help their ideal customers achieve their goal. And that marketing is just not in the front part of the customer journey. It's in nurturing the customer right through the full customer journey. So even after the sale, we're still marketing and building on those relationships. Got it. Now, you mentioned a little bit before you being in corporate America for 20 years and you kind of got fed up with it and launched out and started your own business. What was the biggest trigger? What was the straw that broke the camel's back? (laughs) Well, I I actually only spent a year or so in corporate America. I was working for an American company for a lot of that time, but based in Australia and running a bunch of different locations internationally, particularly throughout Asia. I guess one of the things that was always challenging for me, even though the travel, everybody thought the travel was fantastic and that, and I thought it it was great to be able to interact with people in different cultures and different locations and see all those environments and learn about how people operated in those different environments. But it was a big strain on my family life and personal life as well, you know, spending a lot of time in aircraft and queuing up in for hotel check-ins and queuing up in airport queues and so on. I think the thing that broke the camel's back, though, the straw, was at one point, I mean, there were a bunch of reorganizations in the late 90s and then in the early 2000s. And at one point, 
I was one of only two people that were allowed in to visit another big corporation. It was one of our biggest customers and the relationship had deteriorated to the point where there were only two of us that this company would actually let on site and would accept meetings from because we had personal relationships. But the rest of the company, they said, no, we don't want to see any of the salespeople. We don't want to see any of the marketing people, even the senior managers. No, we don't want to see them right now. So the culture of our company had deteriorated or changed to the point that customers were not being treated right anymore. And I was always driven by working with customers in different locations, but then, you know, seeing the difference that we could make to our customers. So I guess when I realized that things had deteriorated to that point, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And I I realized I'm no longer enjoying this. It doesn't align with my values anymore. Yeah, that's a, a really common theme, enjoyment and being fulfilled. And when it's no longer fun, it's no longer fulfilling, no matter how many people I talk to, that's the thing that gets people to that point where they're like, okay, something's got to give. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It becomes a real chore. I, I probably spent 95% of that 20 plus years enjoying going to work, you know, really being excited to get out and um, tackle the day's activities. But at the end, it was like getting out of bed in the morning and dreading going to work. And I thought, no, something's got to happen here. Got it. So talk a little bit about your process. Maybe you did, but most people, there's a thought process that happens when they decide that they're going to change and shift and do something different. What was your process? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess I looked into what are the things that I'm good at and what could I bring to the table for small business. And I thought, well, I'm going to go completely to the opposite end of the spectrum. So local and small business. And I knew that there was a need there for putting some more structure into their business, putting structure into their marketing, actually investing in the marketing. So I outlined all the things I thought I was good at and that I could help them with and then started putting together packages or marketing programs to go out and talk to people and to bring people on board. So it was a little bit of planning and then starting to test in the marketplace what would work. And and early on, it was interesting because early on, I probably struggled a little bit in terms of getting people to understand that they had to be more systematic about their marketing, that they had to be more strategic. And also, at the time, the global financial crisis had just hit. So everybody was looking to tighten the belt and marketing was one of the first things that they thought could be put on the back burner. And I wasn't really good at convincing people that that was probably the last thing that they should save money on at this point in time. But certainly that was a big challenge. And what happened was that in those days, a lot of people didn't have websites. So I'd built some large websites in my corporate career. And I said, well, I can help you with websites as well. So websites was kind of my Trojan horse to get into businesses to then help them set up marketing strategies around. And the website was one of the tools of that marketing strategy, obviously. So that was the Trojan horse to get in. So in a way, my business almost by default became a a website business, but then we 
gradually evolved over the time back to where we wanted to be originally, which is the marketing strategy. And now we've gotten big into podcasting as well. You mentioned a little bit about testing the market and kind of seeing what things work. Talk a little bit about your keys to success when, I guess, either launching a new service or a new business. Yeah, I guess there's a couple of things for me. One of them is sort of a fundamental thing. I, I'm a lifelong learner, so I never stop learning is one of my keys to success. I always enjoy learning new things and then trying out those new things. At the same time, though, keeping myself focused on whatever it is I'm doing, so not allowing new things to become a distraction, you know, this shiny object syndrome. I'm very prone to that, but I bring some discipline in to keep myself focused on the task at hand. The other thing is around perseverance. So I don't give up easily. So I persevere with something even though it's not working. And somebody said something interesting to me a little while ago, and that was that a no is just for today and that failure is only temporary. So those kind of things to me come into the perseverance aspect of it. At the same time, having the flexibility to, to adjust and adapt when something isn't working and it's becoming a case of you're just belting your head against a brick wall. So something has to be adapted then to get a better result. Now, where's the balance, right? Because we're saying <laughs> yeah. never stop learning, stay focused, but be flexible. How do you know when to be flexible and when to stick to it? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. And I don't know that I have a good answer for that because it is a challenge. So I guess it's really everyone has to make a personal call there and say, okay, I've tried all these different things. I think the key is to be aware of what's happening, be aware of the environment that you're playing in, be aware of the results that you're getting, have good measures in place to give you feedback on what the outcomes are from whatever it is that you're doing and then make a judgment on the results that you're getting to say that if I tweak something, if I keep going down this path with a little bit of fine-tuning, I'll get to the goals or no, this is the wrong path. I need to change something more drastically. Got it. Now we're going to take a bit of a left turn here, Erigan, and I'm going to ask you if you can meet anyone in the world who would it be and what would you say to them? <laughs> yeah, I thought about that question when I heard you ask it in, in some other podcasts. And I guess one person in particular that I really admire and I mean, he's no longer with us is Nelson Mandela. And I would have loved to meet him and have a dinner conversation with him. And I guess the one thing that I'd probably be most curious about is how he was able to not take out of his experience in prison and, and how he was tortured and and all the other experiences he'd had leading up to that point, but then, of course, spending, I don't know what it was, 28 years or something in prison, how he was able to come out of that without having a feeling of bitterness and without being defeated in, in that long time and to have the compassion and the love in his heart to come out and say, well, I'm going to help everyone in my country make change and improve the life and the environment that we're currently living in and change the 
situation that was there in South Africa at the time. So, yeah, that would probably be the conversation I'd have with him. Got it. I'm sure that will be an interesting answer. It's funny how people who are history makers probably didn't even realize, or maybe they do, that the impact that they're having, they just kind of are being who they are. Yeah, that's right. That's that's a really good point. And there's the question of, you know, are they aware that they're playing this massive role in changing society's thinking and changing the lives of so many people? And do they have a belief that, hey, I'm that's my purpose in life or are they just being who they are? Absolutely. So so we've learned a little bit about you, how you've come to where you are, how you overcome challenges. Tell us a little bit about your business. What what do you guys do? Okay, so I mentioned earlier that in Overbiz, we help put the human back into marketing and we teach people to niche down, particularly connecting with their ideal customers and to take their ideal customers on the marketing journey right through the total customer journey. So we have a marketing process that involves 12 steps and they start off with people getting to know you. Well, first of all, you getting to know yourself and what your business is all about and why you're in that business and why you're doing what you're doing. Secondly, who your ideal customer is. And then thirdly, how do you connect with them and how do you get a message to them that is meaningful and resonates with them? Then the whole steps around lead nurturing, capturing the leads and turning those leads into potential sales. Then, of course, the sales process itself Then after the sale, we have four more steps in the marketing process, which is how we deliver an exceptional experience and how we continue to educate that customer moving forward. We look at customer lifetime value. So how do we offer more opportunities and understand more about that customer's needs that we can give more to them and sell more to them? Then the whole process of orchestrating and stimulating referrals. and then how do we scale the whole thing up? So that's kind of the last step, which is partly a celebration, but partly also how do we systemize things more? How do we perhaps scale this in a way that we bring in other team members to help the particular parts of that process or service or product? And the whole thing is not linear. It's kind of a cycle. So every time we get to that scaling and repeating or there's a new product, then really we're at the beginning of the cycle again. Got it. So as the old saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) We've come to the end of our conversation, but I don't want to let you go without pulling out of you an actionable step or tip to improve our businesses or lives today. Well, I talked earlier about focus and I guess one actionable tip I'd like to leave your enterprises is focus on who it is that you're serving, who it is that you're helping, who's your ideal client, and get really clear about them, understand them as well as you can, what drives them, what motivates them, what their needs are, what their frustrations, what their dreams and aspirations are, and that will give you a whole lot of opportunities to really connect with them and even to develop products or services that can help them. Now, if people want to connect with you, reach out, learn even more about you and what you guys do, how can they do that? Yeah, sure, Elsie. Um, they can have a look at our website, which is innovabiz, I-N-N-O-V-A-B-I-Z dot com dot A-U. 
and also we have a free marketing mastery mini class that people can avail themselves of and that's at innovabiz.co forward slash marketing master. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jürgen. Thank you, Elsie. It's a privilege to have been with you on the Enterprise Now podcast. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.